Cross the Streams Podcast. Cross the Streams Podcast. Kip and Kane. Season 4 is here. New content in all our favorite segments like Listen Up, Hometown Heroes, Useless Full Information, Calling Men In, and many more. The Ion Brothers are back, everybody. Cross the Streams Podcast, Season 4, Kip and Kane. Man, we're doing one just the two of us, which is great. Uh, deep topic today. We're going. We're, we're we're framing around discussions we've been having a lot over text. This last week has been, man, a heavy one across the world, across communities, across lives. And our, and our whole topic today is loss. So I guess that's a weird segue into what's up, brother. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm good. Uh... <laughs> Staying, staying positive, man. That's just kind of who I am when it's mm-hmm. all said and done. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I got your text saying, let's talk this out. Let's talk through this. And reality is when you, when you hear loss, especially in the sports world, mm-hmm. there is instant negative connotation with it, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that all of us try and avoid over the course of our, our careers when it comes to sports. Whether if you're an athlete, if you're a coach, and this is what you do for a living, the word loss is not – what you want to hear about on, on any given day or date basis. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. And, um, you know, obviously the loss of, of within sports is, is one thing. I know we'll break this down and start getting into it, but uh, the loss that we're talking about here is, is something that is, is completely different from that. It is. And, it's such a juxtaposition, right, for us, because I think we spend the motivation to avoid or prevent loss is drives our career, right? Drives our professional worlds that we have this idea in our head that we can do enough work, work hard enough, work well enough, work smart enough to prevent having to experience it. And really, that's kind of a fallacy too. (laughs) There's no question, man. It's it's inevitable that you're going to experience loss, whether that's in in your playing field, on on the court, and on the field, uh, on the scoreboard. In life, you're going to experience loss, and how you deal with that is is you know up to you as, as an individual. And I think that helps define you really when it's all mm-hmm. said and done, uh, as both uh, obviously as an athlete, coach, and but more importantly as a person. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump into it. Um, I was so here's the the juxtaposition. The, the I mean, I'm sorry, the origination of this. Well, I'm sitting. We're watching New Girl. That's our show currently. You know, we've That's all a great been one. right. We've That's all been through one, so many shows, but the kids jumped on the new girl train and Kelly and I had watched it before, but why not watch it again? Who doesn't want more Nick Miller and Winston Bishop in their life? I'm telling you, man, Nick Miller and Schmidt are <laughs> high on my list of, of top. They're in the top 15 as far as all-time characters. Yes. Seriously, uh, climb that ladder, man. And, and um, that I, I'm a big fan. Oh, man. you know what's great about new girl? And this is everyone out there listening is aware of, you know, Kane and I's, belief in coaching for the, the the better good the greater good of the human you're you're coaching but those two model they do such a good job of like the the differences in like they how they each define manhood and their relationship is such a great character stu- case study of not the traditional right but they they do episodes where they're fighting the impulse to be tough guys but they yes. just want to hug it out <laughs> one of my favorite episodes is um Schmidt's bachelor party. Yes, where they go it's, to the bar in the middle in, of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere, and, he, and and it starts and stems from him being attacked. <laughs> him and CC are in traffic, yep. and, and the dude just comes at him, and, and then just this, you know, the stereotypical 
masculine way and mm-hmm. he basically um, makes him feel like he is not up to the task. Mm-hmm. And, and then they go out and on this bachelor party, he's trying to prove that he is up to the task. And ultimately what he finds is that that it's all, it's all BS. Yep. It's all bullshit. And, and Nick helps him come to that conclusion again, man. It, like you said, it's, it's a great case study, man. It's, oh, a, it's, it's a yes. Humorous way uh, to go about coming to that conclusion uh, the way they, they did it. But uh, it, it was, it's one of my favorites. Absolutely. Episodes. That, that might be another podcast we have to do. The, the, what, the lessons in new and healthy manhood from Schmidt and Nick, Winston and Coach. As we go through and it, Winston is a guy that has that steadily climbed. Oh early yes, on, early in, in the season or early in the show, like seasons one and two, I was like, ah, I'm not real, I'm not sure about Winston. Who's this guy in the bird shirts buttoned up to his neck? What's going on? He just continuously grew on me as as the episodes progressed and as the seasons progressed. And by the end of it, man, he was up there with with yep. Nick and. <laughs> there was no there was no drop off like certain episodes uh certain shows there's a drop off if certain characters aren't right really focused on within that episode with new girl any of the three yes and you, you're gonna have a quality episode so we're watching and then like just like you're saying we're watching this we it's a family experience we really enjoy it's hilarious it, there's lessons it's awesome but in the middle of it my wife's iphone wa- or whatever the iWatch goes off and she looks at all of us, and Kelly's not emotional, right? But she says, oh, my God, Black Panther died. And I said, what? And she goes, Chadwick Boseman died. Immediate pause. The kids are all marveled out. I've converted them during the pandemic into huge Avengers fans. Um, and so all four of us, you know, Xavier didn't understand, but the, all the four of us are immediately like just kind of all go into our different ways of coping with that. We kind of exchange information. I texted you and David immediately. We're all kind of talking. Leah's talking it out. Lincoln kind of goes into silent mode. Um, But that, so that was the start of this run of loss in terms of death, right? So we get Chadwick Boseman. If you're an Arizona basketball, college basketball fanatic, Lute Olson passes away the next day. Cliff Robinson, where I'm living now. Cliff Robinson in the Blazers. Rip City original team, right? Or second itineration with Clyde Drexler, Terry Porter, Cliff Robinson, Jerome Kersey. You know, they gave the Lakers hell. They battled the Bulls and the Pistons. And then two days ago, what hit, hits our family hard is Coach John Thompson from Georgetown. He yep. passes away. And so it got me thinking because I'm I was really the Chadwick Boseman thing really had me in this shell and it made me really kind of take a look and reflect on how Kip processes things. Mm-hmm. And I'm a guy that kind of tries to I think I search out like-minded souls for the to see and kind of test the waters if they're in the depths of emotion that I'm in. So like I text <laughs> you and David and yep. I'm, and unfortunately for our friend David, he's experiencing a, a loss in his family. So he's yep. at a whole nother depth on top of the Chadwick Boseman thing. You and I text back. I kind of search my friend groups. Like I kind of, it's almost like after when I lose, when the game of a team I like loses, I watch the post game like funeral. I read all the articles of how Dallas choked on third and long. But yeah. I found myself doing the same thing with Chadwick Boseman. Like I was in an internet, Instagram rabbit hole. I don't know, for two hours, just finding Avengers castmates mm-hmm. and Ryan Coogler, the director. And what did these people say? How are they experiencing this? And it was yeah. both making me sadder because I was learning more about the human. 
that was, you know, inspiring, uplifting, powerful, but also deepening the sadness because he's gone. But also maybe that was making me feel better. I don't know. How did you experience this and what did it tell you about yourself? Yeah, uh, it's so, that's so funny because it's completely different or completely opposite and different from how I go about it. Like I, I literally just, I go the opposite direction and it really just internalize, internalize, completely uh. internalize it. And it's just, it's just me. It, mm. And I don't nest, I don't like going through, um, the social media deal and all that stuff at the, at that given moment of the time. Yeah. Um, and it just, I just kind of sit and I don't know some, it, it maybe it's, I'm not, even allowing myself to process ah. it to a certain extent. I'm not sure because it, I did none of the things that you said. Yeah. Like I completely just went about my wife told me first before I got your text. Yeah. Literally within 30 seconds. Um, I just got done with a project that were another house project, which I'm now like the, I'm like, you're unbelievable. Tim, I'm the tool man, Taylor. And I'm exactly, I'm, I'm more like Al than Tim. <laughs> You're actually so, competent. Like you're really yeah, good at it. Like I'm, I'm stepping my game up. There was a time when I was Tim, the Toolman Taylor, and, and who knows what was going to happen with any of the end results of the project. But now I'd consider myself more of, of like Al. But anyway, that's beside the point. I get done with this project. It was, a, it was a tough project. Go in the kitchen, and, and Carrie looks at me and goes, "Black Panther died," and I was like, "What? What are you talking about? Black Panther died?" And then literally, I look down my phone. I get texts from you, and I'm like, "Oh shit, are you talking about the black like Chadwick Boseman, the freaking Black Panther, the actor?" She said, "Yes, 43 years old, colon cancer, passed away." And instantly, it's like it took me a second to just kind of, all right, how? What do I do? Like, mm-hmm. Do I go check? Like, there was part of me that like right, I'm, I'm going to check my wife's sources. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then I got your text. I was like, well, shit. So that pretty much confirms it. And then from there, it was like, okay, let me just sit here, watch the remainder of this game. The NBA playoffs were on at the time and just kind of take it in. And and then the next day on Sunday is when I, okay, let, I want to read up more on this. But it's just different, man. It's everyone. Do you think that's always been you? I'm yes. trying to think back. So that, that was one of my questions for us in this first segment. What are memory? When's your first memory of dealing with death? Right? Like for me, I honestly remember. I don't know if we watched it together. You remember that damn show, The Secret of Nim, and Nicodemus, yes. the scariest rat in the history of the world. <laughs> he dies, but somehow comes back from the grave. Like that thing shook me up. But I remember both of us were like deal. Like I remember you as a little kid talking about death. I was, yeah, I, I don't know. So that was like my first memory of thinking about it. I remember funerals we went to together mm-hmm. that just rocked me, you know. And I think we've been lucky enough with our parents and immediate close family. We've lost all our grandparents. So Correct. that's, you know, that's been, you know, our direct experience with it. Um, but I'm trying to think if this has been me the whole time, if this is how I've dealt with it yeah, forever. Yeah. It, it's, it, I thought about that too, and I talked to my wife about it. Um, and I think this was before uh, losing Black Panther and, and Coach John Thompson, and, and just I forgot what kind of stemmed this conversation, but I remember specifically. Uh, oh, you know what it was? Okay, so watching Watchmen, okay, yeah, series, yep. And 
within the series, they the um, one of the main actresses and, and actors are they're talking to their children about one of their friends, family friends, and I'm not going to give away any of yeah. the, of the stories. Must watch good series. Not it's a yeah great series. But anyway, they're talking to the kids about death, about loss, and the kids are asking what happens when people die, and the husband just flat out says nothing. They're just not here. They're gone. And it hit me hard because I remember specifically as a kid, that was my, when death came to, or like when I figured out whatever it was, I don't remember myself as a kid, what it was, if it was a movie, it was it the cartoon, if it, whatever it was that kind of brought this idea of death in my mind. Um, but I remember it was one of the few times that I got out of bed and went into mom and dad's room mm. and just upset, just mm-hmm. completely just inconsolable and they asked me what was wrong and I was like, well, I don't want to die because I don't want to be nothing. I don't want mm. just this idea, this thought of not, ha- not just not existing it scared the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. And that, that quote or that, that, that conversation brought that memory yeah. back in my mind. Like, holy shit. I remember how much that affected me. Um, and so obviously, you know, my parents did a really good job of making sure that, uh, you know, that, they talked through death with me, and, and from that point on, I think I've been relatively good mm-hmm. in being able to handle it. But that that thought just was that thing was, it, and it hit me again just hearing yeah. that conversation. I was like, "Damn!" I remember I moments. That's funny that that triggered that in you. I remember moments from the experiences at funerals that we've been to. I remember either quotes. I had a friend in elementary school whose father's passed away from cancer early. We were you know, third graders or fourth mm-hmm. graders. And I remember a quote from his sister's speech that almost had me tearing up at age 35, you know, at age 41. Wow. Had me yeah. tearing up from a speech. I remember dad, you know, our, my godfather shared close friends of ours, the Boyles and Jim Boyle's father passed away yeah. when we were old I enough to that. be at yep. the funeral in the wake and our yep. dad and his interaction, cause they're such close friends that had me bawling. I remember yeah. dad and uh, our uncle saying goodbye to our grandfather. That yeah, moment, that was, I don't, right? That was, that was tough. I that remember, was. I think we, and I'm reading this book, so this is a long way around to this book that talks about we carry trauma in our physical body. And these memories, like triggering that feeling again, even though it's not exactly one-to-one in terms of like, this was a famous person I didn't know, but that's something I want to talk about too. Like that got triggered in me. I never met yeah. Chadwick Boseman. I don't know, but I felt like it was like a communal loss. I really yeah. felt Coach Thompson. We never Coach met Thompson. him. Oh, yeah, you did. You went right up to him to get an autograph with Alonzo right. Mourning in Boise. Um, <laughs> that's the closest I've ever been to John Thompson outside of Van pulling into a tournament. But that felt like a commu- like my community, my circle was a loss. Like, What are your thoughts on that? Because I know there's – maybe cynics is the wrong word. People that don't process it the same way. That are like, what are you talking about? Why are you dealing with loss with a famous Hollywood person who's never doesn't care about your existence? Maybe that's the power of those people that they made you feel like they did. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, you know, you, you think back to I think we had this conversation with with Kobe's passing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which you know just gets to the how terrible this twenty twenty year has been when mm-hmm. it comes to loss. Um, not to mention one hundred eighty thousand plus, um, but. I think the, the that whole thing of, of people not uh, understanding or recognizing what certain celebrities have done over the course of their life to impact 
individuals in so many different ways that you can't help but feel some kind of mourning or feel some kind of loss mm-hmm. when they when they when you do lose them and, and the world loses them. Yeah, I think I think that's that speaks to the type of impact that that person or individual has, and to deny that of people, I think is that's where you're just like, dude, what? What kind of human being are you that you're going to deny me or tell me how I'm supposed to feel? Yeah. About the passing or loss of somebody. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you didn't have that connection with that person, that's you. That's on you. Yeah. That, if you weren't a Marvel fan, or if you didn't watch Jackie Robinson, or you didn't watch his movies, and you had no connection, and, and you're like, "Who the hell's got Chadwick?" Okay, fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. But don't push that on everyone else that did feel a certain way about what his movies meant for them indoor him just as a person meant for them for all the things that he's done or whatever or john thompson and everything that he's done uh, within the sports world and outside of the sports world uh, for people to say that eh, what why would i feel anything for that mm-hmm. eh, and you, you you lack empathy mm-hmm. me. right which and we which we which are that's been proven to us during this pandemic right right exactly. yeah which which certain things adversity and in, in, in certain things that that put, kind of puts those things uh, brings them to light a little bit mm-hmm. as far as who you are as a person. I wonder if my empathy. I wonder if my rabbit hole searches on these things when these things happen. Like you mentioned with Kobe, um, you know, when it was Nipsey Hussle, all the way back to when it was Tupac for us, right? I wonder if that rabbit hole is like a search for validation because we we find meaning in together. So there's others that feel this, and I am connected to them because I feel this same. I wonder if that's part of my deal, um, yeah. Because that's I mean, definitely reality. Is though, think about just what's a funeral for that? Yeah, what's a yeah. What's a sh- I mean, what what are those for? It's for people to come together, right? And it it you don't necessarily get that opportunity to go to. You're not going to be able to go to John Thompson's funeral or uh, Chadwick Boseman's funeral, but you can go onto Twitter mm-hmm. nowadays. You can search social media and, and find words and things that can't help you. Uh, make sense of everything and, and in turn can help you grieve if that's what you you need as, a, as an individual to help you get through this thing and, and i think i don't think there's anything wrong with it at all i think it's perfectly normal like i said it's just especially in today's world we have that opportunity to do that mm-hmm. you couldn't do that say how many years ago um when a certain celebrity would pass away and you didn't get that that, that opportunity to grieve with all his fans like we do now yeah yeah, the before we take our first break, I think the for the Chadwick Boseman part, you know, obviously I have never seen Marshall, which I'm upset with myself about, but I've seen obviously good. seen Forty Two. You've seen Marshall, yeah, yeah, um, and obviously I think for me with him it was, man, I'm trying to put my words on it. And even though we're not black, we're obviously people of color. We're in the we're in the BIPOC crew. And I think just the idea or the presenting of the opportunity of what it, the world could be even though Wakanda's you know fantasy mm-hmm. I think that and just the man the way he could put so many emotions into a role like that you know there's the leadership dynamic us as leaders yep. of men the the heavy is the crown that the king wears mm-hmm. um, there's the love interest there's the responsibility to the greater world versus your own community there's even the sibling thing I think him and Shuri the actress Letitia Wright that's an amazing portrayal of siblings, right? I agree. So I, I, agree. I think part of that for me is just all that. And then the loss of the potential for more. 
Like, what was yeah, Black Panther yeah. two going to be? Black yeah, Panther is going to lead the Marvel rollout, and maybe that's shallow in terms of the man. <laughs> but then you you read about the the fact that, and I I, I want to be sensitive to this because I do think it is true. We are not saying I'm not saying because I'm marveling at what he did while suffering cancer that that isn't what the expectation should be for everyone with cancer. I completely understand those posts. I am not saying that somebody that is unable to film is weak or soft. Not saying that. I can marvel at his individual accomplishment. Yes. And the, what he did for kids in the same boat as him, mm-hmm. you know, no, ah, I, I don't know if I have the capacity. I, I don't know. So that that for me is for the Bozeman part. That's for me. And for Coach Thompson, I think it's what I. I don't even know if Coach Thompson was this. I know the ideal I had brought into my mind as a coach was John Thompson gives a damn about his players, and his players respect him from Iverson through Patrick Ewing. And then you read what they say about him. That's what I would like my players to say about me if and when I dis- I part this plane. They all said they not one of them said that game we won. Not one of them said that drill. They all said I called him and I, he talked to me about the world and life and I trusted him with that. Yep, yep. No, I, I agree 100 percent with that. That that it makes you reflect on uh, who you are as a person. I think every time I think that's one thing with loss. I think that's one thing with with these individuals in particular losing them kobe did the same thing i think we all kind of reflect on ourselves yeah yeah for sure how are, how are we living our lives and does it come anywhere compared to what these individuals have done and when they passed this is the reaction that they got and i think we all would like to have that type of reaction or have had that type of impact mm-hmm. so it doesn't have to be on the world by any means because not all of us have that platform mm-hmm. but at least within our um, 20 square feet that we all can impact uh, in, in any given day. And if you do that any way, shape, or form like these individuals did, I think you're living a pretty good life when it's all said and done. But we'll be right back. Take our first break. Across the Stream Podcast and its creators, Kip and Kanayon, stand for anti-racism and for being disruptive to bigotry in all its forms. Before, now, and forever, we implore our listeners to listen to learn, learn to care, and care enough to act. All right, we're back. So we're, we're, we're on this topic of loss. We, with the first section, we framed it around, you know, death and the immediate thoughts we all have. You know, Kane, I was thinking about, and we talked about before we started taping, you know, it's not limited to just death. I think it, it affects us all in terms of loss of opportunities, loss of games, loss of connection, you know, loss of fill in the blank. And, oh, my God, we happen to be living in that time right like how what time in the history of the world has it ever been more apparent of loss but also having to sit with it you know with the pandemic and the way we live right now currently we're really having to sit with these things and i think that might be as uh i'm not saying i'm doing it any better than anyone else but i know it's been an absolute like every day how am i coping with the accumulation of things being lost whether it's lives whether it's job, like my day-to-day job is lost. Like how I do it is not the same. Interactions mm-hmm. with people. Like we haven't seen each other in eight months. We haven't seen our folks yep. in eight months. Um, so where do you want to go with this? Because I think it's it's all around us right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I think that – I think it's, it's trying to almost figure out what is the – I don't know how to frame this, but so you talked about all those different things that over the course of time that you potentially lose, right? Right. 
uh, or just loss in general mm-hmm. in in how you stack those up and in like to me when you think about loss of what we're going through as far as our loss right now right um, and some of the things that we've lost as far as the opportunities the connections and whatnot and then you know for me a loss of a season essentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you think about it, you take a step back because initially you know the first thing that everyone wants to talk about obviously every time we have a conversation is uh, hey, how are you doing with your loss of the season? Mm-hmm. And obviously that has been very impactful for myself and for our players in particular. Um, but when you think of the other things that we as a society and we as individuals have potentially lost through this time, I think that connection piece, I think that that time with family and friends, I think loss of just time, with those mm-hmm. individuals yeah, and those great people. point. Yeah. I think that's more important than the loss of, for me, the loss of, you know, the potential of the season and, and games and whatnot. I think some of this time that we've, we've lost with friends, family and connection and just that loss of time with certain individuals, I think uh, goes so much farther in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. When it's all said and done. Do you think we? I, I totally agree. I, I think I want to. I definitely want to hit on connection and time. Do you think we do that to each other? Not necessarily you and me, but as people, we try to. In order to mitigate our feelings, we try to prioritize, which is not a bad yeah. thing. Like, hey, in, I think that's a form of sympathy rather than empathy. Like yeah. we say, hey, I recognize that you are you feel loss here, but at least you don't feel loss here. Yeah. You know, and we do that to each other, I think, as a way of trying to help. But I think we're really bad at what you're talking about. We always check in like, man, I bet Kane's struggling with the season being canceled. Or Kip's struggling because they got pushed to January and the players aren't on campus. But we probably don't spend enough time or we're not good at even naming like, you know what? Like, I miss my family or I miss my <laughs> friends, Like, we, especially as men. Like, oh, I'm good. We don't got COVID. I'm so good. I was just going to say that, man. I think that comes with, you know, some of the things that you hit on with your team a lot as far as that, um, you know, toxic masculinity and, and what we as men are, what's perceived to be uh, what how men should deal with these things. right? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think that's something that as men we do a very good job of, of telling, hey, I, I it sucks that you and I haven't been in the right. same house. Well, I haven't seen your son. Your son's been on this earth for a while. <laughs> Right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And, and, you know, I, I tell my wife all the time, we see pictures of, of you and your kids and, and Kelly and, and the kids are freaking, I'm sure Lincoln's probably almost my height now. Right? <laughs> I see Leah and I'm like, God, look at this. And, and not having not having Lincoln, Leah and Xavier be able to be around my kids. Right. And especially Ava's age right yep. now. Because Ava's so much fun to be around. Yeah. She's just so energetic and freaking wants to do all sorts of things and wants to interact with whoever she can and yeah like, do you think the kids are better at this than us like leah you sent leah a picture or carrie did of ava in a yep. in the wonder woman and yep. she comes running out and says look at this where are we going there or maybe yeah, they're not perfect. identifying they're just naming the the want they need to do to fill it like yep. when are we going yeah exactly man I, I think it's just it's i think they're better at they haven't been um socialized socialized into basically yes exactly they have not been socialized into having to conform into what you're supposed to be able to say and do and act or how you're supposed to act 
you know, I've had this conversation with, with multiple friends of mine. It's mm-hmm. like, well, it's, I'm, I, it's, I miss you guys. Yeah, like, I right. I haven't been able to see you guys. And Schmidt and Nick would be so good at this. Oh, they would. No <laughs> they do it every episode. They do. Right? They um, do. I think that's a, that's such a good point. In um, I wonder in the greater society too. In oh, I, yeah. you know, like we just do a really poor job of creating space, and that's that's like a catchword, right, for all of us in this work in the work, creating space to feel. Creating space to embrace, and this is not like, you know what, I'd really love tragedy to strike me so I can embrace it, but we really want each other to move on, I think, because we're not quite sure how to help us in that pause. We're not quite sure what to say, and then we we try to spare each other from the work. So, like, you'll be like, you'll tell me, I'm good, man. You don't got to worry about me. I'm good. No, don't worry about me either. Don't you dare worry about me. I'm fine. Nobody died over here. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah and i you know and just hearing that i know i'm i'm as guilty as as anyone of really trying to freaking make sure that people realize or, or or make sure the perception is eh, kane's good yeah he's he's good and there's never you know there's never this moment of um vulnerability yes this moment of ah shit you know i'm really not good yeah um, not to say that that's what, uh, you know, right. again, no, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, but is there a sense of worthy there too, for you? Like for me, it's like, is it, is my pain worth advertising? You know, is my vulnerability like Chadwick Boseman's wife should be sad. That's who should be exactly. fucking sad. I shouldn't be exactly. sad. Right. I, I think there definitely, and there's definitely a lot of that where it's like, I've got it pretty good. Yeah. I feel pretty good about you know, where I'm at, and, and, and life's been pretty good to me. And as mm-hmm. we talked about it on the break, as far as, you know, we've we've lived a relatively privileged life when it comes to a lot of things in comparison. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, I find it hard sometimes to even want to uh, bitch and complain about anything yeah. that's happening. Like, eh, I think I'll be all right. Yeah. But I think there is a little bit of that it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. It's do you think we do that to, to our players? Is that from our all of our not just you and me, but all of our parents or our fig our mentors? That's like a survival mechanism to in order to push forward. We grade ah, we grade worthiness or we assign what is worthy of your pause. Yeah, and like you, yeah. I mentioned you said a, you had a great thing. I did a similar thing with my team. Like I want you to write down the fresh hells you're coming from. We're finally mm-hmm. together. We're going to put up on this wall what you're carrying. Mm-hmm. And my point, this was before Chadwick Boseman died, right? My yep. point was you don't know what each other's bringing in, and you guys all consider yourselves a, a, a close team. Like all of our teams would say that. Oh, I'm close with my teammates. And then things come up on the bulleted list, like death of brother, death of grandmother, death of this, or, you know, that none of us have ever considered that person entered the room with. And it, for me, too, it's not like I'm walking around with this sensitivity gauge that no, just no. goes off but i we're not then i think we all see it recognize that's man that must be hurting him but then i think we too often we shift to but at least he didn't but at least he didn't ah exactly. i don't know i don't know no i i would agree i don't like i said i think i'm i'm as guilty as as everybody if not more in a lot of ways in that regard yeah I, you know i'm the i'm the worst absolute worst of just asking for help it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't, doesn't matter what it is like, yeah i will drive around and be lost anywhere yeah because i just don't want to 
I don't want to be that guy that asks for for help in certain scenarios for whatever reason. It's yeah. something I, I've been trying to work on my whole life, but it's I think it's that sense of I, I don't want to um, seem like that that vulnerable individual yeah. that needs help. And sometimes too, I think I and my your wife maybe has told you the same thing. And as men, we try to fix. And it's really hard. Like, I can't fix your season for you, right? Mm-hmm. Or I can't fix Kelly's issue. Instead of trying to just list, I'm really bad at that. I'm like, well, geez, mm-hmm. you should just do A. Well, the, obviously, the, yeah. yeah, the solution is clearly. The solution for you. Yeah, clearly the solution is B. Um, I also worry a little bit about, for me, I like the moment of, the, of Chadwick Boseman, I feel like it was a result of accumulation. Because mm-hmm. if you take a look at everything we just talked about, right, from us and our family to COVID, to Black Lives Matter, to Jacob Blake, all these things that either we, I don't know, bottle's the right word, or we just handle, or it's like a punch, and I wear it, and I wear it, and I wear it, and then something that you wouldn't think would floor you is just the final, like... The final straw. Yeah. yeah no doubt. And I don't, I don't know if there's, a, if there's a better way to exist in terms of, I, I don't even know what processing some of that looks like sometimes. Because then as men, we think about, I'll just grip my teeth. And I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is it podcasting? Is that our therapy? It might be. Right? Yeah, I think it, for me, I think it is. Yeah. For sure. Um, and, it, and I think it is. You know, I'm very fortunate in the fact that I, I can sit there and vent to my wife in any mm. moment. And I think I utilize her in a lot of ways. Yeah. And if there was any time where I, I felt like I do have a psychiatrist or someone <laughs> that I can talk to, a counselor of sorts, I yeah. feel like my wife is my counselor. And the fact that she just lets me go and, and listens. And um, and at the end of it, most of the time, I, I feel a lot better just being able to just talk through stuff. Even without a solution? Uh, even without a solution, yeah. I just am able to just talk out stuff in everything that I may be reading, everything that I'm going through. Um, and I'm just able to just freaking go, mm. just talk, talk, talk. She listens, does a great job of just kind of listening, throwing in at some two cents here and there, uh, but just allowing me to kind of talk through everything that's on my mind at any given moment. And uh, I think that has helped me quite a bit in a lot of a lot of these scenarios or situations. For sure. Let's take our second break. Come right back. Before we get back to the show, we want to encourage all of our listeners to seek out ways each of you can actively participate in dismantling systems of oppression and to avoid the comfort of silence. Wrapping up this edition on the drive, Kane had to take off, but hope you enjoyed about the half hour. Uh, deep dive on a topic we've never done before and a topic that I don't think a lot of us uh, name so to speak, the loss or even sadness that we're feeling at any given moment on, on a bunch of things happening in the world. So we appreciate you guys tuning in with us. And as we leave you, we, we really want to encourage you to continue this conversation with those around you that you love, those around you that you care about. Um, I think it's important. I think conversation can be therapeutic. I think everyone's story, uh, can you can find connection in each other's stories uh, as you go forward and, and working with one another to create those spaces Kate and I talked about to really process and deal with the loss we're all feeling during these tragic times. Cross the Streams Podcast. Content Reminder. The opinions expressed on today's episode are those of the hosts and guests alone and should not be viewed as reflective of the opinions of the institutions or employers of the hosts and guests.